0: and Sasha.
1: Welcome to On Wednesdays We Drink. Cheers babe. Cheers,
0: really Not bad. It was a small clink. Not bad. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, welcome
1: back guys.
0: Welcome back. We're still here.
1: I know you missed us.
0: XOXO <laughs> XO, Gossip Girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh we missed you too. We're back. Um we will address the reason why we took a month off break for those of you who listen regularly and are like, what the hell, we've been missing some episodes, so sorry. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about what we're drinking tonight. Yes, we So, surprise of my entire existence, I made Mwani a tea that she hasn't had before. Didn't think I would ever.
1: I know, right? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't tried this tea.
0: The, yeah, didn't think I would ever delicious. have that live. Thank you, I'm glad you like it. So we are drinking spiced chai, and this is just from Trader Joe's. I didn't get anything super special today, so just a little Trader Joe's tea.
1: And we love our Trader Joe's.
0: Oh, Man, I love me some Trader Joe's. I'm so sad because we haven't had a Trader Joe's trip together in, like, forever.
1: Did you know that because COVID, they are having a line outside the door? Ugh. Me and my mom try to go maybe, what two weekends ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, we're not doing this in
0: <laughs> weather. No. But I'm like, I'm not surprised. Anytime you would go in the store, the store was, like, super freaking packed. Like, people just on top of you, and they're crazy ass diagonal aisles, and you just don't make sense, and it's so difficult to so, navigate through. So narrow. So narrow. And then shit's <laughs> always in the weirdest place. Like, my, I'm, I love you, Trader Joe's. I love you so much. You sell such great stuff. But your shit is in the most random places. Like,
1: in the dog food aisle, there's, like, what,
0: like cleaning and then vitamins. Why are there? Why is there a can of biscotti over the frozen food section? I don't oh, understand. Yeah, I, I don't understand that
1: <laughs> don't, at all. I don't. But maybe no. you need a biscotti
0: with some ice cream. No, you you drink it with coffee. It don't should, drink coffee. It should so be the
1: people either don't drink
0: with coffee. the cookies because it's a cookie, or with the coffee because I don't with, even think they have a cookie section. They don't. Because the, the cookies food. are in the weirdest fucking place. <laughs> God, Trader Joe's, but I love y'all. I love y'all so much. So, probably after hunting through all of the aisles because I don't know where anything is in your store, we came upon some spiced chai from Trader Joe's, which is great. It says it is a rich, robust blend of what the hell is that? (laughs) Assam black tea? Help. Help. It looks like Assam. So,
1: I'm assuming it's Assam.
0: Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. For people
1: that don't know what chai is, it's basically Indian tea.
0: Uh-huh. And you
1: and people, please do not say chai tea. You're saying tea tea, like yeah. Tan France Ch- always you. says. Thank
0: you, Tan France. Yeah. Chai is tea
1: in a different language. People, you sound
0: stupid. So we're drinking chai today, um, and traditionally with this Indian tea, you would drink it with milk. Nalani is no.
1: I don't do that.
0: Does not do milk. Also does not do like adulterated tea. She's like, steep the leaves in some hot water and leave it alone.
1: That's how my ancestors yeah. intended it to be.
0: I respect. <laughs> I am not going to argue. You are both Chinese and Japanese.
1: Yeah, they would smack me like, what are you doing with milk in your
0: tea? And I would just feel fucking stupid arguing with you about it. I'm like, none of my ancestors had any say in the tea business. So <laughs> we just going to sit over here and be quiet. Um, so, of course, Nani's drinking hers just straight up, um, and I'm pleased that you like it, so yay.
1: And it's been steeping for a while, mm-hmm. but I want to say it's been steeping for, what, an hour? Probably. And probably not recommended. But, not recommended. <laughs> but honestly, I've had tea where I've steeped it for a very, very long time, and yeah. it is automatically bitter. But this one, I don't really get the bitterness from it.
0: Yeah, you kind of still get all the spices. You don't really get... Like, it's a
1: spicy tea, not, like, hot and hot sauce spicy, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you definitely get the taste of, like, cinnamon, cardamom, ginger. I definitely get the ginger because I feel it kind of numbing on my tongue. Uh Uh-huh. And I do get the vanilla.
0: Yeah. There's, like, vanilla, clove, like you said, cardamom, cinnamon, uh, star anise. There's black pepper and nutmeg. And the vanilla. So, oh,
1: look at this. The box says 100% recycled. So, it's previously recycled. Ooh. Look at you, Trader Joe's. Look at
0: you, Trader Joe's. Yay for recycling. We're so happy for that.
1: Makes me a little eagle. Yes, yes.
0: So, while Nalani's drinking her chai straight up, um, <laughs> I made what is called, which made her laugh, but it's a legit thing. <laughs> I didn't make I it up. I think
1: it is, but it's just funny.
0: It's a dirty chai.
1: Because you're a dirty girl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's chai with um coffee, usually espresso. I didn't feel like making fresh espresso and I had coffee left over, so coffee and a little bit of almond um, milk and sugar, so.
1: Yeah, it's like ten o'clock at night and she's drinking coffee. Like well, a crackhead.
0: I mean, yeah. But in my defense it's only like a little bit of coffee in with my black tea, which is also caffeinated. So I mean I'm not I'm not Yeah. Yeah. I'm not making wise choices, but I don't think I ever make good choices, so this is just part of course for me.
1: <laughs> How does it taste?
0: It's good. I would say do you want to try it, but you'd no. be speeding out and it would not be good for you.
1: Yeah, I'd be cracked out
0: and mm-hmm.
1: probably going to bed at like 3. 4. After 4 <laughs> in the morning
0: freaking cleaning my whole house. You know. Like, it, it takes a warmer note on all the spices because mm-hmm. of the coffee. So the coffee kind of enhances the chicory flavor of it oh yeah makes it a little more robust robust. yeah a little more more robust than that and then you put the milk in it which calms that down a little bit so
1: so it's a little bit creamier
0: a little bit creamier definitely Is it vanilla almond milk or just regular
1: almond milk? It's
0: vanilla almond milk. So when you said, yeah, Yeah. when you said you could taste the vanilla, I was like, I know I taste the vanilla, but it's vanilla almond milk. So I was like, but good to know that like the vanilla still comes through even without the vanilla almond milk. Yeah.
1: It's like right, like right when you finish it, you get that last note of vanilla. Like Mm -hmm. you initially taste the spices first and then it goes vanilla, which I love. Yeah. Vanilla is my
0: favorite. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So, next big business is, technically, we have decided, um, which I'm thankful for Nalani being my partner because I can be kind of pushy. But
1: no, you're just very organized, and you know what you want to do.
0: I don't even think I'm that organized. You
1: are pretty organized. You're like, this is what I want to do. We should do this. And you're giving me options. That's an
0: organized person. Well, so thank If you, you were to be
1: like... I don't like this. Be like, bitch. Why? <laughs> well, okay,
0: that I just like personally hate. I hate that kind of feedback when it's like, mm, I didn't love it. Can you make it better? Okay.
1: And then I ask you, okay, what would you, what would you suggest? And then if you're like, oh, I don't know, what do you think? You're the one. That you're the, the one problem. with the problem.
0: <sighs> anyway, so it's we. Like all- you're organized. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Do not pushy
0: or anything. Thank you. I'm not OCD organized, so I guess that's the reason why, like, I don't view myself that way, but all right. Um, so we opened a dialogue, since I love to give options, and have decided to kind of shake up our structure of our podcast a bit, and the structure we landed on, I'm actually really excited for, so that is what we will be doing today, which um, I think you guys are going to love. I feel like it was kind of where we were leading naturally, and we just kind of took control of it and... Gave it an actual overview of like no, this is how we're gonna do this. So I'm excited.
1: And you know it's our first podcast, so it's like we needed to do trial and error uh-huh. to kind of you know make it make it more about us and kind of flow with our personalities.
0: Yeah, in sense. yeah. So we've learned, we've taken some time, and we're here now. So we are changing our daily updates or our life updates into our story time or sipping on story time. So, what's going on in your life, mommy? What's going up? What stories you got for me?
1: <laughs> well, I have to um save it for the meat of our podcast. Okay. We'll okay. go into detail of that much, much later. Um, now just just working from home, um, dealing with my clients. I've actually am taking on courses and classes pretty soon. That's in, awesome. um in October to kinda of help my counseling skills, specifically in Greek. Mhm. So I'm really excited about that. I'm very nervous
0: because it's an accelerated class. Yes, you told me about that. What
1: should be eight weeks is in four days.
0: Mm-hmm, so, hmm
1: Yeah.
0: Now, when you said accelerated to me, I was like, okay, like, I've taken some accelerated courses. Like, I know a bunch of people have taken accelerated courses. And it's usually, like, what was eight weeks is now four.
1: No, it's four fucking days.
0: And you were like, <laughs> no, 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 it's four days. I was like, excuse me, What? No, yeah. no, but yeah.
1: And we're already in September, so, like, as the days go on, I'm like, wow, I'm getting really close to these accelerated classes. And I have not been in a school atmosphere mm-hmm. in a very, very long time, so I'm very <laughs> nervous.
0: You got um, this. it will be fine.
1: But yeah, other than that, just dealing with my zoo of a house with my animals.
0: Uh-huh, all the babies. All the care babies. Of my plant babies. hmm that's good. That sounds good. What about you? Ooh, what have I been up to? Um, work. A little more work. A little stuff. Splishy <laughs> splash. Just more work. <laughs> um, I have been reading a lot more recently, which is great. Um, I feel like I go through these periods where like I read a lot and then I stop for like, a couple months and then I go back to actually reading more. So the nerd in me is super excited about reading. I'm actually really excited about this book that just came out mm-hmm. um, that I have on order from Barnes & Noble, which I had a gift card for. But after that, I'm going to try and purchase from uh, Black-owned bookstores so that I can help support them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have started shipping, especially with COVID. So yay for that. Um, there is one in Long Beach, and I feel terrible because I don't remember the name of her store. But that's going to be the next one that I look into buying from. But the name of the book I'm super excited for is called uh, Mexican Gothic, and Ooh. yeah, it's set like a, almost like a gothic horror romance novel. In, it's
1: really right up your alley. Yeah, in Mexico
0: in the 1950s.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, so that should I'm, be interesting. I'm really excited to read this, and I can't wait for that one to come in. I just finished, um, it's it called The Atlas of Reds and Blues, which I will give a warning to before I explain what happens in the book. So. You get emotional about traumatic events just like skip forward a little bit um but the book is basically a stream of conscious um exploration of all the thoughts that come through this Indian woman's brain when she's shot by the cops in her driveway oh yeah so she's like bleeding out on her driveway and it's all the places that her brain goes to while she's laying there so it's really interesting i don't usually jive with stream of conscious novels but it, i think because of the premise and because you know like immediately at the start of the book this is what's happening it's like oh okay it kind of makes sense to me that everyone asks like what what goes through your head right before you die and this is her answer that's
1: such an eerie
0: plot, yeah but yeah i mean she doesn't die spoiler alert she doesn't die at the end of the <laughs> book um and the book is loosely based on a real-life event for her. So mm. it was it was creepy, kind of. Really, really interesting to see. Also really interesting to hear, like, uh, yeah, like Indian in the South, married to a white man, and all the things that she experienced living in the South, and the fact that, like, I could just have such a strong connection with that character, even though I'm not Indian, but I'm a woman of color, and I'm like, I kind of get it. I kind of get all the racism that she faced all the things that like her kids would go through in school and she would tell them all the time, like, Oh, don't tell your dad about this. Like, it was it was a lot to read through but it was it was really good. So if you can handle the emotional roller coaster, oh, yeah. And yeah. then I would highly recommend. That's um, so crazy.
1: Because yeah. um during was it last week, the National Sexual Assault Conference was going on mm-hmm. and they had to do like the webinar stuff and all that and i had to register I could only register for a few because a lot of them i was waitlisted oh wow I'm like damn
0: <laughs> but That's what happens I was when was like we go digital everyone's yeah, able to do it
1: i was i was like super busy so i was like oh i'm fine with it but the one um webinar that i was really interested in it was called reimagining life without sexual violence
0: oh but
1: it was told through the perspective of native women oh and i swear like if i get this um the video recording I'm gonna send it to you because mm-hmm. it was just such a like I was painting and I forgot I painted my room that was a new
0: life oh update. yeah duh like <laughs> number one most important life update <laughs>
1: yeah it was a bitch but I love the outcome of it all
0: yeah it looks really really pretty
1: yeah no anyway so I was like painting my room and just listening to like these native women from reservations mm-hmm. and then also um a native woman from Mexico
0: mm-hmm.
1: um just tell their stories. And not in a sense of like, oh, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. It was more of like like a story time story mm-hmm. through their ancestors type of thing. And it was just so beautiful. And just to have that perspective and, you know, that connection with their spirituality and then also nature mm-hmm. and their dreams and their, their connection to their land and their culture. It was just so beautiful. So
0: Wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing.
1: So, yeah, it was just, it was something that I was like, huh, I maybe might have to borrow that book from you to kind of get that perspective. Yeah,
0: and I did it, but it was so good. Like, she talked, I did it as an audio book, and I think I would highly recommend doing that, especially because you listen to podcasts, so listening to something Mm -hmm. for a couple hours is not going to be, like, really weird for you. Yeah. Um. And it was nice because, one, you got to hear it in her voice. Mm -hmm. And, two, I think doing it as an audiobook helped, like, ground the stream of consciousness for me. Because, like, she just bounces from one memory to the next. Like, you don't really get much preamble of, like, oh, now we're going here kind of video. Like, you just move. So, hearing it, like, someone else's cadence through it helps to, like, pace you mentally through, like, what's going on in these stories. So, I would highly recommend the audiobook. It was really, really good. Are we Tokyo drifting outside again? All right, bros.
1: I don't know why this is like. Every spot.
0: time. I don't know what it is behind my house. Anyways, talks about a really good book, guys. Um, but yeah, it was great to hear her perspective. And she did this really interesting thing where she wove a history of Barbie dolls through her story. Oh. And at first, I was like, why the fuck are we talking about Barbie? <laughs> like, this is so <laughs> random. What's going on here? But really early on, she talks about a memory of her connecting with her Barbie doll. And she was like, I'm like a doll, but I'm the real thing. So anytime it talked about Barbie, I was like, oh, she's making a connection of, like, the strides that Barbie made in her, like, existence as a toy of, you know, getting a job or, like, getting different color representatives and different, you know, nations and all of that jazz. Yeah, a lot of people talk
1: shit about Barbie, but Barbie has been very progressive.
0: Yeah, seriously. Like, Barbie had a job in, like, the 50s, and Barbie that was crazy.
1: Was like. <laughs> it's
0: freaking crazy. So, and it was really interesting to watch her mirror, like, all of these progressive steps that Barbie took and it. all of the negative stories that she had in her life of, like, oh, yeah, I go in to talk to my boss, and I'm demoted. And it was, like, right after a conversation about Barbie. And I was, like, oh, I get this. This makes sense. Like, it's, it's kind of back and forth between, like, what we want to to envision of the world around us and what's actually going on in the world around us. So it was a trip, it was crazy.
1: That's interesting. But yeah, but I've, I've always loved, you know, learning about Native American culture, mm-hmm. It's just very fascinating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this this webinar, just the raw emotion that people, that the, these women had, it made me cry. Yeah. I was just tearing up and then, you know, their, their hopes for sexual violence and how it will end and how, you know, they like their stories will help other women and all that so yeah yeah well your book sounds really interesting
0: thank you and if you get that recording i would love to yes, hear it
1: i will, i will definitely share with you cuz i think i think you would really enjoy it
0: i would probably start crying too but that's okay yeah it was I was, just like, <laughs> I was painy, like oh my gosh it's like i can't see my wall cuz i have tears it's like need a break guys yeah okay love anything it. else oh uh... just
1: work work work
0: I mean, like, I've had some family stuff happen, but I'll leave that as is, so. It's been an interesting month for both Milani and I that we've taken mm-hmm. off. We've had a lot of ups and downs over this past month, um, but, you know, we're here, we're back, we're good. We're going to be as good as good can be, and, oh, surprise, everyone, we're still in a pandemic. I don't know if you guys forgot, <laughs>
1: Wait, where are you going with this? What
0: are we I don't know if some people forgot about a pandemic but like Some
1: people did because life is returning to normal some but people with just masks.
0: Really have, and they just don't want to wear their masks and be like this is not necessary. I'm I'm sorry, I don't it I guess it depends on what state or country you live in. Maybe New Zealand, sure. They're kicking ass. Go yeah. go New Zealand, go. Australia's doing great. We live in America and <laughs>
1: That's all we got to say. That's the end of
0: that (laughs) sentence. So surprise, surprise, y'all. Boom. Also, I got COVID tested. It's uncomfortable, but not the end of the world.
1: No, that just freaks me
0: out. It's not the end of the world. So, but if you ever need to get tested, please, I don't care how uncomfortable this is going to be. Go get yourself tested. Keep the people around you safe. Make sure if you are positive, you are quarantining yourself. Mm. This is all I have to say about it. We're still in the middle of a goddamn pandemic, so. Next topic.
1: <laughs> Alright, so we're going to transition to our next segment, which is like an old segment, but we are going to kind of switch it up. Yeah. So, this is our wifey wisdom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and basically, you know, when something's on your mind and you just need to talk it through with your best friend, you know, we're going to have this discussion and hopefully you know, have you know an open discussion about it and and great dialogue between us
0: so yeah what's on your mind today what's on my mind today so what's on both of our minds today since we discussed this obviously before we started recording um so today we are going to be talking to you guys about mental health but mental health is such a broad topic that we decided to narrow it down to two big questions that kind of go hand in hand with each other especially with who we are to each other Mm -hmm. and um, how we're gonna run this podcast so our first question that we're going to tackle is, um, what does mental health breakdown look like, and how do you pull yourself through it, like knowing you're there and getting yourself out of it. And then our second question that we're going to look at is, how do you support a friend when you know that they're going through some sort of mental health breakdown? So I'm going to give that to you to start. <sighs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so basically, the reason why. I'm part of the reason why we took a, a pretty large break. It just... I don't know. Like, I honestly... Do you remember, like, how that conversation came about?
0: Um, I don't really remember. You text me, like, a couple days before we were more than likely going to be yeah. recording. And you were, like, basically just, hey, love, like, I don't think I can do that this week. Like, I really think we should take a break because I'm just not in a good...
1: No, at first I was, like, you know, maybe we can... Start incorporating like guests on our on our yeah yeah you
0: were like hey I'm not really in a good mental health space right now maybe we should start doing guests on our podcast like
1: Sable her sister right
0: so that it's not just the two of us and my response back was like hey like if you're not in a good headspace right now like what do you need do you need us to just take a break do you need to just like take some time to yourself and just think things through like where are you at what what can I do because I don't want to force you into bringing someone else onto the show right now if you're not in a good mental space.
1: Yeah, so I don't know how the conversation came up, or, like,
0: why... Well, you literally text me out of the blue, like, all of our conversations. Well,
1: yeah,
0: right? I mean, <laughs> None of our conversations have any kind of introduction. It's <laughs> like, just... <laughs> it is just a straight... Never... Excuse me man. never a, hey, how are you doing today? How'd things go at work? It's like... like I'm fucking having a mental breakdown. It's now. like, hey, guess what? I'm sad. How are you? <laughs> yeah. But we basically decided after I said, like, hey do you need to just take a t- some time off? You were like, yeah, let's just take this week off and we can revisit later. And then it later.
1: Just... <laughs> yeah, no. A, a week or so was not going to help. Was not
0: going to be what you needed.
1: <sighs> yeah, so I don't, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you guys what caused this whole mental breakdown. But I just remember like one day I was having a conversation with Matt and it just, it broke down. like mm-hmm. Tears running, couldn't breathe. Almost like a panic attack. And, you know, we're we're discussing, like, what's going on because, you know, Matt is a great partner, a great supportive partner. So he really wanted to, to know, like, what's going on? How can I help you? This sort of stuff. Because, I mean, I hadn't even told him some of the stuff that I was going through. Right. And, you know, we had this conversation. I'm not going to go too into detail about it, but he was just... We both kind of got to a point where we're like scared,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like, "Yeah, you need to. You need to see someone. You need to talk to somebody. Like, you need help. Like, we can't just ignore this problem anymore." Mm-hmm. So, you know, going going back on everything, it's just, yeah, I've 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 been struggling. I don't know. I mean, I've I've put things together. Like, you know, I'm feeling invalidated sometimes. I feel that, you know, I, I'm i just not being respected in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm dealing with past traumas right. that I don't quite understand why they're coming up. Right. And so I think this is where I need to speak to um, a mental health professional, um, whether that's a counselor or a therapist. And... You know, I just, I just noticed that I get angry pretty quickly or I get frustrated and I'm just like, I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just certain things set me off. Certain things hurt me. I don't know. Like, it could be somebody that's joking around, but it's just like, no, you're making fun of me. You're invalidating me. You're hurting my feelings. And it's like, you're saying all these jokes, but it's at the expense of me. Right. Like right. Putting down my profession you know you're not giving me credit and it's not it's not that I need to be validated by anybody Mm -hmm. because I know what I do I know the type of person that I am but it's just it's frustrating when people certain people say it to me right and so you know that has been heavy on my mind but then also you know dealing with um, math epilepsy Mm -hmm. I mean I think I have PTSD that makes sense from his that really bad night of him having seizures mm-hmm. so it's like I'll try to go to sleep and then I, I relive that night right or you know when he tells me that he has a headache I, I get triggered because I'm like that was what he told me that day that he had a headache or any other time that he's had a tonic clonic mm-hmm. um, I'm like is it gonna happen today like what can I do we need to you know right. I start going into overprotective mode right? And he's like, "No, i'm I'm fine. I'm okay. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to be with somebody with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it's not something that I mean, of course, I can always talk to you about it, right. But I feel like we can't really connect over it.
0: Yeah, it's something different. Like you know, I'm supportive, you know, I'm gonna listen to you and I'm gonna do whatever I can to help you through it." But I've never lived the experience that you've lived. Mm-hmm. and that makes it very different having that conversation with someone like it doesn't matter how much you respect me. It doesn't matter how much you know I love you and you know I love Matt and i'm I'm here for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't lived your experience, so I don't get to fully feel what you felt,
1: yeah. and it's just like you know, we have people that support us and you know our family and friends, but it's just I don't think anyone knows how this feels from a romantic. Yeah, perspective. Yeah, it's just like he's. I feel like he's the love of my life, mm-hmm. and it's just you know epilepsy has definitely caused or thrown a wrench in our plans a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just like you know people are are so quick to be like, oh he's not working or something going on, and you know he's not doing this, and it it almost sounds like it's blaming him, but it's like, do you do realize he has epilepsy? Right, like, he has a. A disability,
0: right? There's a bigger conversation going on here than your narrow perspective on what he is or is not doing, and if he is or is not a good partner for me. Like, no, there's a lot more going on.
1: Yeah, and it's just like you know, we've we've had. It's like I haven't married him, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not where I thought it would be, and it's just like, don't you think that kind of takes a pull on me? Right. And then also the fact that, you know, things have changed within these last few years. And I mean, thankfully, he's got his um, his implants put in. Mm-hmm. But it's just like we've always had to take so many steps back. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that sucks. You have to acknowledge that that sucks from a romantic partner. You yeah, able, able people are able to propose to the one that they love and they can do all these different things
0: or they just get to live life differently yeah and it's not something that a lot of people shine a light on is that you have to live your life differently and if you don't have someone helping you navigate navigate that space it can be really overwhelming to try Mm -hmm. and figure out all by yourself Of like i love this person i know he loves me and i wouldn't change anything about him like our lives are our lives but I need to figure out how to live in this space, and no one's no no one's helping me through this because no one knows how to do this. Yeah, and
1: it's always like constructive criticism, and it's like, don't you think I know what to do? Don't you think I like, I know how we should try to tackle these issues or situations and all that, or prepare for the future? But it's just like I just need you to understand, have that that human connection with me. Yeah, that that sucks mm-hmm. like I can't imagine how you're feeling something like that mm-hmm. but you know I mean me and Matt have um, have had the conversation about kids mm-hmm. and honestly I don't I don't think I'm gonna have kids mm-hmm. and you know it it sucks because it, it breaks his heart yeah and he's really devastated by it and you know he's told me that oh yeah my doctor has has told me that you know I can have a normal child. mm-hmm did you do sperm testing? Did they do genetic testing? Did they right. do DNA? They're just telling you
0: this. Right. It's Like, of course it's a possibility.
1: Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to risk that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not where we're at now financially, and it's just like, it's really hard for millennials to, yeah. to own a house, mm-hmm. to have a certain income. Like
0: Children are expensive as fuck. Yeah. So that's a huge financial commitment. Then go, and
1: then if, if my child, I mean you know, God forbid, has epilepsy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I give his mom so much credit for for being such a rock mm-hmm. and such a support system in his life. But I honestly I'm just like I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I would just be anxious all the time and i going, I'm sorry, I just don't want to live a life where I have to constantly be in fear that I'm gonna lose my child. True. And it's just like, you know, I can't I can't judge Nikki or my dad in the situation when, you know, Matt had his Mm tonic-clonic. Because, one, they didn't see it. True. They were dealing with the after effects of him having his seizures. But, I mean, they were so, like, stunned. Mm -hmm. They were so shocked. They were, like, traumatized in a sense. But I'm like, if I have a child and you're the aunt and you're the grandfather, the grandfather, the grandmother, I do it's so much. Right. It's so much to ask of a family member mm-hmm. to deal with that mm-hmm. because it's, yeah, it's going to be scary if you, you see your child having a seizure, you know? So it's just a lot of that. It's, it's just been a lot. Yeah. And I think it's because COVID has definitely messed with my routines.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not
1: able to get out of the house. I'm not able to have my normal routines going right. to work yeah. of like, oh, well, I can go to this after after work and all that it's Mm -hmm. just like no grocery store home maybe walk around the neighborhood right yeah
0: so yeah definitely disrupting your regular routine makes you think of all the things that you normally wouldn't either have time to Mm -hmm. or you wouldn't have to even consider because you're like no I'm too busy doing other stuff so now taking having that time where you're kind of just here just sitting like everything comes flooding back over you
1: yeah and it's just like then I get made fun of because I'm not working. I am working. I'm taking all my clients at home, mm-hmm. but I'm not physically going out and working. Mm-hmm. like, well, what do you do? Oh, I fucking deal with people's traumas every day. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a big of enough job for you. It's a lot of
0: emotional baggage I carry on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, it's like I may mean, not be lifting 50 pounds every day, but it's just like. But like,
0: God, this heart of mine, she lifts weights, y'all. <laughs>
1: so i don't know it's just it's just been a a really rough month Mm -hmm. but you know it's also hard with COVID because my insurance i can't get a counselor or a therapist yeah and i'm like wow you know for people that are really in a really deep emotional traumatic really bad mental health mm-hmm.
0: type of hole.
1: Mm-hmm. Gosh, like, how are you getting services? Yeah. That, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know? Like,
0: especially because, like, I know for people who already had an established therapist mm-hmm. before COVID hit, mm-hmm. most of them made accommodations to keep their yes. patients. Yeah. So that they could, like, Zoom, just sessions, like you did. Like, phone calls, Zoom sessions, texting, like, whatever they needed to do to keep that contact with their patients so they can continue. But yeah, what happens to everyone else who now has been stuck home for six months and is realizing how fucked up their mental health is? And it's yeah. like, hey, maybe I should talk to a professional about this rather than just curling up in a ball and crying at night. Like, maybe I should seek help. It's so difficult to get a counselor at this time. Like, it's difficult anyways. There's because probably,
1: like, an influx as well.
0: Definitely. Like, stats have shown that, like, um depression has spiked during this time period lost their jobs they've lost their homes. Mm -hmm. you
1: know it's it's bad and so
0: yeah therapists which I completely believe should be essential workers if they're not um are like getting an influx of people who are like hey I just realized how fucked up I am upstairs does does anybody have a time for a phone call (laughs) no no you don't take my insurance. Okay." Let me try some, but no, you don't take nine. Okay, um, how much would it cost without the insurance? Well, yeah. fuck. Okay, no, nah, I'm not gonna do. I'm gonna just curl up and cry. That's just how I'm gonna handle it. How I was gonna. Yeah, go.
1: and it's just there's other apps like I'm sorry, don't believe the BetterHelp, the Talkspace. That shit is a rip off.
0: It's it's kind of really expensive
1: for four weeks. You're spending sixty five dollars, and they're like, oh, but you have like a hundred percent access to your your counselor all day, every day and i was like who needs a counselor every single that's unhealthy that's unhealthy boundaries for well, a mean, counselor yes
0: agree but you could have people who are just like in a really really deep spiral and not having that reassuring talk but every I've, single day is a bad space for them
1: but i think you need to, as a counselor point of view like you need to give your clients some sort of empowerment like True. they need to be empowered themselves to so like hey I need you to just get through this week. Right. If you want to do it a weekly thing,
0: I'm gonna give you some tools to help you yeah. out. Yeah. If
1: it's a crisis or if it's an emergency or something's going on, like of course reach mm-hmm. out.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I was like, no, I, I don't need to talk <laughs> that bad. But I, it was like gonna come up to be like two hundred something a month, and I was mm-hmm. like, no, no, that is ridiculous.
0: It's it's really expensive. It is. I mean if you really need it please do it like if you can afford it please do it if you if you need the help please get the help but I also understand that you no know, a lot of people don't have $200 a month that they can yeah. just hand over like
1: and it just gets taken out like boom yeah and one one thing. big
0: old chunk I'm like I cannot pay this in installments like <laughs> no <laughs> $50 a week something no okay and but. then, like,
1: the talk space was like, oh, yeah, we take insurances. So, I was like, cool. Maybe mm-hmm. we, and then the lady didn't even tell, like, let me finish or even give my group number mm-hmm. or ID number. And she was like, no, we don't take your insurance. I was like, did you even put it in the system?
0: How do you even know? Did I breathe? And you kept, You figured it out? And you're like, oh, that one? No. like, what?
1: She was like, yeah, we don't take that insurance company at all. And I was like, mm, how convenient sus linda <laughs> this
0: is sus linda i'm hanging up the phone yeah so i mean it's hard so what what tools can you give for finding help especially in a time when finding a counselor can be so difficult like.
1: so find find and also surround yourself with supportive people mm-hmm. you know being around negative people that kind of just chip away at you or make jokes at your expense or you know kind of. Make fun of what you're going through, like your anxiety or whatever. No. we. I'm sorry. We don't have time for those people in our lives. Yeah. We should not give them any space. Limit your interactions with them. Keep it simple because you know what? It's just the reality of, like, suicide mm-hmm. and shit going really deep. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. You don't. And it's just like, I'm sorry. If you're doing that to people and invalidating their anxiety... Or invalidating that you know
0: they have issues.
1: You're an asshole. Like I'm sorry, yeah.
0: I feel like for those people, like please take a step back and think to yourself, like if me invalidating this person in this moment of panic that they're having, being like, oh you're not having an anxiety attack, or oh you're dramatic and you're blowing stuff out of proportion. If you take a step back and think to yourself, what if this is the last thing this person remembers me saying? Yeah. Before they take their life, like that's a terrible thing.
1: I mean, like. Not to make it about you, but yes. I mean think of it like
0: But think of the effects your words have. Like words have a really strong impact on people. We all like to like poo-poo and be like, Oh no 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 sticks and stones can't break my bones. No, words are terrible. Like you can actually really alter someone's perceptive percep mm-hmm. perception. I can speak. <laughs> it's that Lord dirty time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the coffee coming back to my tongue. It was doing too much at once. <laughs> But you can make a really strong impact on someone. You can really change their perspective for better or for worse. And if, especially if someone decides to reach out to you in that moment and they think you're their safe space, you're someone who's going to not judge, who's going to understand, who's going to give them good, positive advice.
1: And then you shit on them.
0: Please don't they're do that. never
1: gonna trust you. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna go to you. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna trust you with their heart. They're not gonna trust you with their mind. They're not gonna trust you with their emotions, their feelings, nothing. Mm-hmm. Because you broke you broke that that connection. Yeah. And that trust.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's just like it's really hard to get that trust back.
0: Mhm.
1: And it's just like, why? Why would I even talk to you about right. something that's deep and personal when you shit on it last week? Right. So yeah, I invite people to really check
0: mm-hmm. what
1: they say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, I mean, this quote has always been like, duh, <laughs> if, you have no, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah. Simple as that. Like, yeah. we were taught this as children.
0: For a reason. I- <laughs> yeah. For a reason. Like, take a beat, think about it before you say something.
1: Yeah, and like, and I mean, what you said was beautiful, I mean. Would you, like, could you live with that on your conscience for the rest of your life? Saying that negative comment, that mean joke Mm -hmm. to that person, Mm -hmm. and then find out that they took their life. Right. And that was the last, last conversation you had.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. it's like, it's chilling, it's life-altering if, if that happens to you, so. Yeah,
1: like, you're going to have to go to therapy right. to do with Hello, that. Hello,
0: ding-dong, welcome, <laughs> therapy's here for you now, <laughs> like.
1: Because that's, yeah, that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would feel like a horrible, horrible person yeah. if I, the last thing that I said to somebody was, was something really. mean.
0: Yeah. Now, also, with that, I want to temper that advice, like. If you were in an argument with someone, and or you've lost someone to suicide, and you were in an argument with them before they took their life, please don't put that on yourself. Yeah. Like, if, if someone completes the act, it is because they have considered this for a while. It wasn't that one argument with you that completely yeah. changed their mind. So, it's... We want to be careful.
1: Yes. That that happened, but... And we don't. always want
0: to be careful with what we say, but... Don't ever blame yourself for that action. That is that is an action that someone decided to take on their own. But mm-hmm. also remember to be kind to people because we don't know what they're battling internally. We don't know what they've been thinking about for weeks or months or maybe even yeah, years. Yeah, and, and
1: it wasn't something that just happened on the spot. This is something that probably there were signs mm-hmm. to this a long time ago, and you just didn't notice. Yeah. But, yeah, I know. I mean, you also have to... Like you said, don't blame yourself for for something like that okay
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: in that situation it's not your fault. Yeah. Because arguments happen, it's normal. It's right. Good. Sometimes it's not convenient, like, hmm but it happens. Mm-hmm. But if you're intentionally
0: Yeah, if you're intentionally <laughs> trying to someone harm comes this person, to you and they're like, Hey, I'm really sad, I've been really anxious, I've been having terrible boo-hoo! thoughts.
1: Go cry to your mommy. Yeah, no.
0: You're an asshole for that. <laughs> No, please don't ever do that. Yeah. So, yes, that is all I have to say about that. So, um, can you pull yourself out when you realize you're having a really bad mental health breakdown? And if you can, what do you think are good ways to, to help pull yourself out, healthy ways to pull yourself out? Mm-hmm.
1: I think to an extent you can pull yourself out of it. Okay. I don't think that you can fully pull yourself out of it without getting some sort of professional help okay. or or really good solid support systems
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because you know sometimes we do need to have that unbiased perspective from a professional
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I I can say this you know from clients that I've had previously and one particular client you know he told me he's like yeah I didn't like counseling mm-hmm. I couldn't connect I've had several they they sucked honestly Mm -hmm. and he's like but with you we've made a connection and i actually reflect on some of our conversations and i'm like i'm i love this this client you Mm -hmm. know he's he's amazing but you know not every counselor is going to be the right fit
0: yeah and it's
1: it's totally up to you you have the power to pick and choose what counselor is the best for you Mm -hmm. so i definitely say you know, be choosy, really invest in your, your counseling, Mm -hmm. because that's something that's going to help you. But, you know, if you're not there with counseling quite yet, you know, like I said previously, have your support systems, Um, do things that you enjoy. You know, sometimes we just get caught up with, I have to work, I have to do this, I have Mm -hmm. to clean, I have to cook, I have to run errands. And it's just like, you get lost mm-hmm. in all of that you know take that time to take a bath take that time to read your favorite book watch a favorite movie you know do stuff for you and then also boundaries <laughs> <laughs> boundaries are your best friend you know boundaries from certain social media things
0: yeah you yeah know,
1: sometimes social media can be triggering mm-hmm. you know images mm-hmm. like what? what did you just post a few days ago trauma point yeah uh huh. Yeah. Like that I see an influx of that as well. Right. And it's just like don't consume these images. Don't consume these these videos. Mm-hmm. It's like it's trying to elicit these negative emotions. But
0: if you wanna know what we're talking about for trauma porn, I'm not gonna butcher the definition. Instagram account called uh, So You Wanna Talk About does an amazing job with so many different topics. Go there. They have one on Trauma Porn. It's outstanding. So
1: it's very interesting. Yeah. But you know, it's it's pretty relevant right now um but yeah it's just like creating those boundaries with social media with these toxic people in your life mm-hmm. and then also like maybe certain activities you know you might be tempted to do or participate in negative activities sometimes you just might need to step away from that
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know um, what else are we asking?
0: um ways that you can pull yourself out and if you can pull yourself out i have a tip actually So one of, especially speaking to social media, one of my good girlfriends, um, when she got to a better space mentally, realized that a lot of the accounts she followed on her Instagram were contributing to like her negative self image. So she was like, I, yeah. yeah. So she unfollowed all of those accounts and Mm -hmm. then switched up what she was following and what she liked so that her explore page would recalibrate. and. I know, like, social media is something we're all on all the time, like, I'm not going to judge any of you, I'm on my phone constantly, I can't judge it, and I know saying to to yourself, like, distance yourself from social media can actually be kind of difficult in quarantine, because you're like, I can't see my friends, I can't go anywhere, I don't want to be stuck in this house, like, of course I'm going to be on, you know, Instagram, or Facebook, or TikTok, or Twitter, or whatever, because you're bored, and you want human contact, but really taking the time to like curate your feed and say like I'm not going to follow these accounts because they show me things that make me upset or like you know have a negative impact on my mental health Mm -hmm. one way or another unfollowing all of those accounts and then following accounts that actually do things that are positive and make you feel better about yourself or give you information if that's what you want to do or like show you something totally unrelated to whatever your mental health problem is. Like, Nani loves her plants, so. Yeah, my
1: shit, my feed is literally plants, animals, funny shit, right. and witchy shit. That's...
0: So, like, her social media <laughs> is not a place that's gonna drag her down, because she's gonna be like, what? <laughs> Tip on how to grow this plant larger? Yes, please. Clicking here. Like, mm-hmm. and once you curate your feed that way, you can really help to control what you consume, so that you're not Taking another outlet that's just gonna shit bring on your you mental down, health and yeah. bring you down. Like just like Nani was saying with taking those toxic people out of your life, take those toxic accounts out of your life too. Mm-hmm. Like you they don't have to stick around. You don't need to look at things that are gonna make you sad. Why? Why would I ever open my phone to purposely hurt myself? I'm not gonna do that. Like no. Goodbye to all of you. Yeah, we're
1: not doing early two thousands where we're just gonna be email and just wallow and be sad. Like I know. mean, you,
0: know, you didn't need to drag me like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I deal with being sad I'm just but there's different ways
1: to cope but I just feel like you can't stay that way yeah constantly. yeah there has to be some joy in there's that gotta dark be... heart, like it's a small
0: spot for me but it's okay. okay I'm all right
1: I'll take it
0: that's you and you got that <laughs> but yeah like if you notice something that you're doing is making you sad and it's not something that has to be bad that you have to give up, change it. Like, you don't have to completely purge social media. If you, if purging social media is what works for you and just deleting everything and being like, I'm not going to be here anymore, do it. Work yeah, I mean,
1: sometimes we need a break. And that's totally fine.
0: Completely okay. Take that break. If it's changing everything that you like and look at on your Instagram so that you don't see any of this stuff anymore, do it. Change it.
1: Yeah, and then also, like, what I advise my my clients is do something that's attainable. Uh-huh. Make attainable goals. It's really important. So if you're like, oh, I'm trying to do a social media cleanse and you get only two days in and you're like, oh my gosh, I messed up. And you know, you start being negative towards yourself.
0: Yeah, my light just got <laughs> kind of strong and glowed. It's okay.
1: <laughs> oh, it got spooky in here. It's just, just the my, lights flickered a little bit. It's just
0: my ghost. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> like I was saying, like, you no know, <laughs> man. <laughs> The ghost is like, all right, all right. <laughs> we
0: get it. Next topic. <laughs> like the lights.
1: <laughs> anyway. But yeah, like make attainable goals because it's just like, you know, you don't need to have that negative self-talk mm-hmm. with yourself and and just bash you for not sticking to something. Just, yeah. Just small goals. Yeah. Right there. I love I, that take yourself off of social media for what an hour or two. That's pretty attainable.
0: Yeah, completely. And, and then, then once you feel the success of doing that, mm-hmm. push yourself a little further. Mm-hmm. I like it So, next question. Um, how do you support a friend when they are going through a mental health breakdown? And I think we can both answer this. So, you. Me every day <laughs> our entire friendship texting her in a panic.
1: I just I think how you can support a friend is just be there honestly. Mm-hmm. just be a hundred percent supportive I, I don't like to automatically be like okay this is what you do right this is how we're gonna get through it no I'm gonna I'm gonna let you say anything and everything that you're feeling mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. and I'm gonna let you kind of dictate where we're going
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know I never want you to feel like I'm pressuring you to to speak to go into details it's kind of I just let you figure out what you want to tell me right like you're inviting me into this space with you mm-hmm. so it's like I just I, yeah I just want to be supportive as as possible mm-hmm. you know whether that's literally just sitting there with you
0: yeah because we've, we've done that drinking
1: with you we've done that just hanging out in the backyard listening to music like whatever it is like I'm just gonna be there for you Mm -hmm. and you know whenever if you want me to chime in you tell me that Mm -hmm. but yeah don't take the lead on it yeah this is not your story this is not your moment Mm -hmm. this is this is your friend's moment to, to kind of tell you what's been going on
0: yeah I love I love that don't take a lead don't take the lead I think that's really important in those conversations because it's not about you Mm-mm. So, you don't get to drive the conversation. Your friend does. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, the number one thing I always think when one of my friends comes to me in crisis about something is patience. Yes. Because I know they're probably not going to tell me this story in a linear, clear, and easy to follow way because they're upset. Or they're not going to tell me everything and they're going to shut me out if I try and ask them too many questions. Or they'll talk to me one day and then they'll ignore me for a week. Like, and I just have to be in a space where I'm patient with them rather than getting mad, being like, oh, you text me upset, and I text you back, and you never text me back. Like, how are you going to do that to me? Why would you not text me back? That's not my space.
1: That's not my space yeah. to be
0: mad at you. Maybe they're just
1: thinking about the words that you said.
0: Right. I'm like, patience, patience, I think, is so, so key because, like, I'll have plenty of conversations where I'll be going back and forth with someone. I know they're upset about something. We're We're talking for a good minute, and then they just stop replying to me. So I usually send, like, something, like, an hour later about, like, hey, like, hope you're good. Like, please let me know if you want to keep talking. Like, I'm here for you. I will always listen. And then I just give space, and I'm just patient because, like you said, it's their story. They're the one driving this conversation, mm-hmm. and I don't get to pick up and be, like, no, I need you to talk to me right now or, like, I'm free for the next 30 minutes, so get it out in this time period. Oh it's terrible like that's not a good way to support someone, especially if they are having some sort of really strong really intense mental health break to put them on your time to put them on your schedule yeah
1: it's stressful you don't need to add stress in that environment
0: yeah and I also think it kind of invalidates what they're going through because it's like you're not important enough to me for me to just be there and to just listen to you you're only as important as the space that I'm going to give you and I think if you want to really be a good supportive true friend you can't do that to someone that you love and someone that you really care about you can't say to them like no I'm only going to support you and it's convenient for me <laughs> like
1: yeah and I mean you did it beautifully when I discussed a trauma with Sasha mm-hmm. a few weeks ago that I've never I have never told you about yeah and it just was like it wasn't the fact that like oh I don't want Sasha to no. know it wasn't even the fact that I was embarrassed it was just like yeah, I've never, I never had the moment where it was like, hey, this is the time to talk about it. Right, right. It was kind of just like, yeah, I, it was like, I could here, I could there, and it was just like fast forward. And but at the end of the
0: day, it's your story. You yeah. get to choose when you feel like it's the right time to tell someone that, and no one gets to say to you, you should have told me this sooner. Like, mean, no.
1: Yeah, and you literally sat there, and you listened,
0: yeah. and that's all you did. Yeah.
1: You had your, like, your comments and, uh, I mean, we have that, that relationship where we can joke, mm-hmm. where we're like, wow, <laughs> fucking killed somebody or something like that, but, yeah, you just listen to me, and I think that was, like, the best support that I could get, mm-hmm. and then also telling me, like, thank you for telling me this, mm-hmm. you know, you know, always thank that person for being vulnerable, because vulnerability is so hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and to I think talk
1: about and just like get out.
0: And you need to honor that, like someone made a conscious decision to tell you something or show you something that is not easy for them, and it's not something that you should take lightly. It's something that you should really be like, you know, thank you for for trusting me. Thank you for letting mm-hmm. me in this way because you didn't have to. Like I said, it's your story. You don't have to tell me anything. Yes, you're my best friend. Yes, I've known you for like over a decade. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not doing math right now. No, <laughs> but even still like she's, you're allowed to not tell me things you're allowed to have stories that you don't want to share with me and that's not my space to mm-hmm. be like why didn't you tell me this sooner like, yeah
1: and normally i think people think that's a normal response like well how come you didn't tell mm-hmm. me and it's just like well there's, there's a lot of reasons why yeah you know there's probably times where i wanted to and then sasha had trauma happen to her life i mm-hmm. was like no, like, not I'm not going to be selfish mm-hmm. and be like, uh, I know shit went down with you, but, listen, but hold on. <laughs> listen to this shit. No, and it's just, like, another great thing that is also great to support your friends is also to check in with them. Yeah. And I think we, we do that a lot with each other. hmm And specifically what Sasha does, you know, she'll tell me, like, hey, love, I just want to tell you that I love you. hmm And I hope you're doing okay. And I'm like, oh, oh, you love me so much. (laughs) This
0: little tiny black heart just like you wanted to reach over and say hi. And I smile and it's
1: just like it's just a great feeling that, you know, this wasn't warranted. It's not like you owed me this. right? It wasn't like I asked you for it. It was just like out of the kindness of your own heart you wanted to tell me this. Mm -hmm. And just like appreciate it and it helps me get through my day. And there's times where you don't even know I've had a shitty day. (laughs) And I'm like,
0: so obsessed with me. <laughs> She's so
1: obsessed with me. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, Matt does it too. You know, ever ever since that conversation that we had mm-hmm. earlier within what like past month or so. He's been doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I think it really freaked him out.
0: Yeah. And he was just like
1: there's times where he's like, How are you? And I can tell like his text it's a
0: real how are you? Not yeah. like the hey, how are you?
1: It's not like "Wyd." Right. Like, How
0: are you? Mm-hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. do you want to talk about anything and I'm like there's times where I'm like okay I need to talk about something and get it off my chest and then there's times I'm like I'm (laughs) fine
0: but I do think that's important like you said checking in with your friends can be really big because Mm -hmm. I know for me like I feel for Nani I'm sure she has a very difficult time with me I'm not an easy person (laughs) but I, I have I struggle with vulnerability I feel like even more so than you do and there's plenty of times, really? I mean, you would have never guessed. No, it's-
1: <laughs> yeah, Sasha's difficult to kind of, I don't know. I feel like that's a lie. Really? Because.
0: I don't really open up well to people.
1: You do to me. Well, I'm obsessed with Because <laughs> I'm obsessed
0: with you, obviously.
1: No, I mean, when you initially go through stuff, you don't tell me. No. But I give you that space because I'm like, it's not the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Sasha, I understand you're going a lot. I love you. I'm here for you. You wanna talk? You want me to bring snacks? Right. You want me to bring you wine? Right. Like we can have like this whole thing. I'll I will dedicate a whole day to just hanging out with you mm-hmm. and just doing nothing with you or to talk about something. And Sasha usually is the one like, Okay, it's been a month. I need to talk to you about everything. What was I literally gonna say? And
0: then like a month later. <laughs>
1: Literally, and then we talk until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
0: we have hours and hours and hours of sna- conversation. I meet
1: Sasha, I make her dinner, Uh huh. we have some sort of, like, alcoholic beverage, mm-hmm. then we get wine drunk or whatever, and we're just, like, talking about everything in my room yep. or outside.
0: Yep, yep. Because I'm, I'm, that's why I say I feel free, because I'm not the person when I'm going through something to be like, hey, I'm not okay. <laughs> like,
1: but you're not difficult. Well, thank you. I think it's that's you. And I think with best friends or friends in general, there's a learning curve.
0: Oh, completely. Like,
1: everybody's not going to be cookie cutter the same. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, you're different than my other friend who Mm -hmm. is like, I will tell you everything right now, burst into tears, just completely vulnerable. And I love it. Right. I'm like, wow, you're such a strong person. Even Mm -hmm. though there's tears, it's like, it's really hard for me to cry Mm -hmm. in front of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to give my tears to somebody that makes me feel ashamed of crying.
0: Right. So it's
1: like, I I 100% commend people that are so vulnerable to where they can cry and say everything.
0: And just be open. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like
1: you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. We love you guys. Unicorn, and I just want to just hug you. I can't
0: do it, but I love watching it because it's amazing. And I agree with you.
1: I'll bring you snacks. I'll bring you whatever you need. But yeah, no, I
0: can't do that. No, 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 (laughs) no. But yeah, and I I definitely think being any in any kind of relationship, friendship, family, romantic relationships, you need to learn the other person. And we've just been through this so many years like we both have had so many experiences both good and bad throughout the years that we've learned the ways the other person responds mm-hmm. when they're not good mentally or emotionally and we respond accordingly like you like you said you give me the space because yeah. I'm sure like you know in Sable knows when I'm not like in the best place emotionally and you guys know, are just like oh okay she's even less like, wait, wait, wait. She's even less talkative it's- <laughs>
1: We've got a cold red over
0: here. She went to bed early, and she's less talkative. This is a problem. This is a grade A issue. yeah, but both of you give me the space to just work through it myself before I bring people into what I'm going you're a through very
1: analytical person. Mm-hmm. you have to analyze everything every which way, yeah before you're like, okay, hey, I'm going to come out with a now a I can talk about things <laughs> about this. Yeah.
0: And it's probably because I really hate crying, like, and I hate even more crying in front of people. So I always feel like I need to get a handle on my emotions before I can have a conversation with someone about my emotions.
1: Guys, I've literally heard... I've never seen Sasha yeah. because it's over the phone. Yeah. Only one time yeah. that she's cried to me in yeah. our 10 plus years uh-huh. of friendship.
0: And that was a big day. I almost didn't call you because I was crying. I almost didn't call you. Opening. Yeah,
1: I answered the phone, I was like, hello, hello, <laughs> you called me. And then she's just set out of here. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. <laughs> I was like I was like a freaking stunned deer, like
0: Yeah. just
1: listen yep. Before I spook
0: her. <laughs> she hangs up the phone.
1: She's like, damn it,
0: well, you had one chance click <laughs> yeah no i was like oh okay
1: okay wait practice guys this is, this is it this is not
0: a drill we've been practicing for this for five years <laughs> we're ready we're prepared yeah so i mean
1: i mean that's fine. yeah crying's not your thing and that's okay it's
0: not it's not and i would say like the number one way you can be supportive for your friend is to learn your friend like mm-hmm. in anything that you do in your friendship learn about that other person because yeah if nani would have not responded well to me in any of the times i've called her in crisis or told her a month later that i was in crisis and have her get mad at me because i didn't tell her when when it was going on originally the trust is gone. i wouldn't talk to you as much like i would still talk to you because i like you as a person but like you would not be my person that i go to when things are wrong because i'd be like no this bitch always mad at me because i didn't tell her immediately <laughs> I'm not doing that again. But yeah, learn your person and be patient and listen. I think those are most important things that you can do.
1: And then also just ask if you don't know. Yeah. There's no harm in asking.
0: One hundred percent. Like
1: girl, I I don't know how to even tackle this with you. Please tell me what it is you need. Right. And yeah. I I think I always give you the option too. I'm like, what do you need? You do. Do you need me to come over here with like a bunch of food or do we need to go out do we
0: need to stay in do you, do you want me to-, me to just listen do i want going to give you advice like yeah ask there's no problem with asking there's also no problem with continuing to ask like we've been friends for so long we've gone through so much together and we still ask each other like what do you need from me in this moment mm-hmm. what do you need from me because of this particular situation like mm-hmm. we don't just assume that we're going to make the right decision for each other we know that We trust each other, we love each other, and we're going to each other because of that. But we're going to ask, like, how are you? Are you okay? What do you need from me? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's be very helpful. Yep. Any other tips? What am I thinking? There's one more. I have one more. Oh, don't take it personal. That was going to be my last tip. Because if someone's going through something... Oh,
1: okay, yeah. I was like, don't take what (laughs) personal?
0: One, anything that they say to you during that time. Like, if you have a friend who calls you made a crisis and they're, like, ranting and crying and and not really clear on what they're saying, try not to take anything that they say to you personally in that moment. Mm -hmm. They're going through a lot. They're Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot at that moment. Extend a little bit of grace. Don't take it personally if they take forever to tell you about it. It's not that they don't like you. It's not that they don't trust you. It's That's the timing it took for them to talk about it. So that's the timing that it took. Like that's not on you. That's that person deciding when it's their time to talk about this and when it's not. So mm-hmm. don't take that personal either. Like don't take it personal if you're not the first person that they go to. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Like especially with best friends. If I would have been mad at you because you're like, "Oh, I had this conversation." Like I
1: went to <laughs> And you're like, <laughs> you're "Like excuse you?" Like- <laughs> that is not your best. Friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, like what if it was something that you had a better connection with Sable on this topic. Yeah. So you went to her. And I
1: have. Yeah. I do remember. I had a situation. Uh-huh. And I went to Sable. Because she gave me a different perspective.
0: Yeah. And well, she's
1: been through something that was similar. And I was like, hey, I want to have your perspective.
0: And that's okay. Like, that's not something for me to take personally and be like, no, but you're my best friend. I should always be your first phone call. That's not always the case. And everyone has to it's be okay realistic. with that. Yeah. So I think those are our top tricks for yeah. how to support your friend. I like it. Thank you. I think we did a good job. What's next? Where are we going? You're introducing your next. I'm
1: introducing the next one? Yes, yeah.
0: me. Oh yeah, you just did the last one. I did. Okay. Sorry. See, we're
1: we're gonna work out the kinks, guys, but
0: They mm-hmm. live for this. Don't <laughs> don't even front. They live for this. It's our first this. episode
1: back, guys. Give us a break.
0: We're great. Um, okay. So we are moving from our wifey wisdom into how we're making fetch happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fetch, we are identifying areas for growth and how we are working on them. So what are you doing, Nani, to make fetch happen right now?
1: Well, I want to, uh, hurt Jeff the uh, pockets right now. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, it's. Sickening! How much money that man has. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, I've been really limiting my Amazon purchases. I don't think I've I've made any purchases within the last month or so.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Even longer, probably longer. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been using Etsy as my main source of of getting certain things. Also, been trying to cut back on buying things Mm -hmm. and save money, but Mm -hmm. you know. That doesn't really go well.
0: That, you you don't really do well with that. I'm no. a Libra. It's what we do. She loves to shop.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so going on Etsy, supporting, um, you know, small businesses, especially during this time, you know, it's hard. And then I, I just feel like when you support small businesses, the the work and, I don't know, like, the connections you make with them and also, like, the products are better. Yeah it's just like more invested like they're more invested and they have great customer service so Mm -hmm. that's what i've been doing and then also i have been taking a 40-hour domestic violence uh training through option house Mm -hmm. and i know it kind of correlates with my job but this is not a job requirement for me um but i personally wanted to um take this course just because i have a lot of domestic violence clients and i feel like i have a pretty good grasp of what's going on how to how to really handle on um, these types of clients um but i you know there's always room for growth there's yeah. always room to get more education and so far uh, it's it's brutal waking up really early to do these long sessions of of work and learning but you know, the conversations that come out of it. The connections I've made, actually, has been amazing. Wow, wow. okay. Um, it's a majority of women. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, you know, previous victims themselves. Um, but some of them come from, like, a client service background like me. So we've been sharing connections. We've been sharing our resources. So it's just great to have, you know, women supporting women. And, mm-hmm. you know, having these types of conversations, you know, um, supporting our community. So... Yeah, that's my make
0: a happen. I love it. That's great. Yeah. What about you? Um, I feel like I've been filling my life with research. Like, all of my extra time has been spent on mm-hmm. research because I'm such a nerd and that's just how I spend my free nature. time. Um, but the two main things I've really been looking into, one is, um, sustainable fashion. So, mm. I am trying slowly to cut my ties with fast fashion because Mm -hmm. the more research I've done, the worse I feel about everything that goes into fast fashion, like the terrible wages that they give the people who make the garments, like... Unsafe
1: environments for those workers. Incredibly
0: unsafe, just, it's it's so bad, and I feel like I never asked the question, why was this so cheap? And... Mm -hmm now that All i've asked the question
1: 61.
0: yeah now that i've asked the question why is this so cheap i can't i can't really go back and be like no it doesn't matter
1: places?
0: yeah so that's what i've been doing is i've been researching looking at um, ethical brands and not just like to find a good brand because i found a couple different blog posts that like list a bunch of really great brands which is nice but my bigger hurdle is like i want clothes for work as well oh, yeah, as that's hard. for home, yeah, because all of the brands that I found initially were like super casual loungewear kind of thing. Like I
1: really like packed.
0: I love them, but it's all loungewear. Like,
1: yeah, they do have a really nice uh, long sweater. I love my sweaters. Okay, but you could—it's a cardigan to where you can. I can see you totally
0: wearing that to work. Wearing that to yeah. work,
1: accessorizing and all that.
0: There's been a couple that I've seen where I'm like, okay, I can make a couple of these pieces work yeah. for work. But my big thing I was looking for was I was looking for a denim brand that was ethical and sustainable because I love my jeans.
1: Levi's. I, I heard
0: like, I was like, okay, Levi's. So you, I'll it's like water
1: you. conscious. Um, they support the communities. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in like that shitty like labor of immigrants. Basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I was like, okay, for sure, and. Work clothes because a lot of the places I was looking at it initially were like well, mostly cotton and just mm-hmm. really kind of more casual pieces. So I found a couple brands that do like silk and linen as well. Ooh. So you get a lot of nicer things going there. So I'm I'm curating where I want to buy from. Obviously, the price tags are much higher. Yeah. So there's I that. I've seen
1: some and I'm like,
0: uh huh. But I'm like, okay, this makes sense. You pay your workers a fair wage, and you have all of what your ecological footprint is on your website.
1: Dude, we went to Athleta with mm-hmm. my mom.
0: hmm Oh, my gosh. So it's, expensive. Exp- it's so expensive. It's so expensive.
1: But I, I found the most beautiful black blazer. Ooh, okay. Beautiful. $190. And I was like, well, I, I'm not working um, at an <gasps> office right now, so... Yeah. My mom's like, dude, this is really nice. And she's like, You'll have this piece forever. And mm-hmm. I was like, You're right, you're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But right now, right now I'm in my house yeah. working. Yeah. You guys don't need to see this. I don't
0: need a hundred and ninety dollar blazer to walk to the kitchen. I don't. And I they don't. have these
1: like legging work pants. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Ninety eight dollars. Yeah. I was like, Oh girl. Yeah. Girl.
0: So I've already convinced myself that it's worth the price tag because yeah. I know I know what I get for cheaper quality clothes. Like, mind you, I'm pretty good with my clothes. I can keep my clothes for mm-hmm. a really long time. Like, that's stage two of going through my closet is realizing the fact that I have clothes from high school because I can I know still me <laughs> fit them and I just haven't gotten rid of them. So there's that. Um, and I need to go through that. But I know it's worth it to invest in the piece. I'm just trying to narrow down to like what pen items do I need because yeah. this is going to get really expensive really quickly so yeah
1: and then also like doing thrift shopping yes so there's a place in Claremont called Deluxe D E E L U X okay so they you can sell your clothes there Oh, okay. So I have like a bag that I'm about to go ahead and-, and
0: We should go them. together. I have a bag of clothes too. Yeah,
1: so they will go through each clothing item, see what they want to keep. hmm If it's, I guess, good enough for, for them resell. to- For Yeah, for resell or something that, you know, they notice that people are like kind of gravitating towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they you can set up an appointment and you can sell your clothes. And okay. then they also have like a little secondhand area where, where you can buy clothes and yeah. Me and my mom looked in there and she she found a few pieces. because okay. She's the fashion lady. Uh huh. So, yeah, that's always an option as well if you guys aren't ready to commit <laughs> to, to invest these, <laughs> to these high end pieces.
0: Yeah, thrifting is a great way to to make sure you're not contributing to fashion pollution and but i mean obviously still getting really cute stuff yeah like
1: don't throw away your clothes like donate them obviously
0: yeah um so i've been looking into that i did find this company and i'm so mad i can't find the name right now um where you can donate your clothes back to them and oh i
1: know i don't know the name
0: i'm like i'm sure we've both seen it but yeah so i i'm probably gonna do that where i donate clothes back to them as well because they they said, like, you know, donating clothes to a thrift store is great, but, like, 80% of it doesn't get used, and yeah, it just and ends end up somewhere up else. In a landfill. Um, this company will, like, use your fabric, so even if they don't want your clothes, they, like, make a use for the fabric that you have, and I was like, oh, okay, that's actually oh really God. cool. I
1: know. I just, yeah, like
0: I'm so mad. You I can't can buy think of a it. piece
1: from them, mm-hmm. and if say you get a hole or it gets just worn out and you're like done with the piece, you can give it back, and then they'll create another piece from it. Or like that. mm-hmm.
0: So that's know, what I've we been have spinning. To watch is
1: going to come up on her. It's going to be Instagram. like
0: an open Instagram. It's going to be the first ad. <laughs> no lie. Um. So I'm looking into that, and um, like I said, I'm waiting through my closet. One because I just really need to, and two to. Pair down and figure out, you know, what key items am I missing? What items can I purchase and how much am I willing to spend on them? Because I know buying from an ethical, sustainable brand is going to be more expensive. And it's just an investment that I'm deciding to make in this stage Mm -hmm. of my life. So, that's where I'm at. Um, The other thing I'm researching is with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, I got a little sad on myself. I was like, I'm not seeing as many protests. Like, my Instagram feed looks... Similar ish to what it did before. I did unfollow a bunch of people and start following new accounts so that I could just curate my feed to constantly give me information about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I felt sad in myself because I thought I wasn't doing enough in this space to actually like make progress and get stuff done. But I did that. I reminded myself that you know everyone has their own lane when it comes to making social change. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm currently researching is. What can I do in the position that I'm in, in the skills, with the skills that I have to make a difference? Like, I'm not an activist, so I'm not going to be the one organizing protests and giving speeches and all of that jazz. That's not my lane. So Mm -hmm. I need to figure out what it is that I can do in in the lane that I'm in and with the skills that I have to continue this movement and to continue to make an impact, like civil rights movement laws weren't made a month after they started protesting. It was like a year and a half after Mm -hmm. they started protesting. So we got to all keep the ball rolling and figure out what we can do to keep moving forward in that space. And that's the other thing I'm looking into right now. So that's my fetch. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So. So we feel good?
1: I do, I'm very happy. This was a great episode to come back to. Yeah um yeah so thank you guys for listening Sasha go with our uh, social media
0: oh yes yes so follow us on <laughs> all the things um <laughs> on Instagram we are at on Wednesdays we drink podcast on Twitter we are OWWD podcast um please like and subscribe on your podcast listening platforms you can find us on anchor which is our host as well as apple and spotify and anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts from um, if you want to give us a little review that would be great as well um other than that that's all i got for you
1: yeah yeah so are we ready yeah all right guys remember to keep it wicked
0: and seize the day by the cup full bye, bye loves love.